Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, friends. Have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we may still struggle in our intimate relationships. My husband and I have a great relationship, but we are not relationship coaches. And we know that yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational support from a relationship specialist. If you're going through some kind of challenge right now in your relationships, my friend Jason Gaddis at the Relationship School can help. Jason's team will pair you up with a skilled relationship coach and within 48 hours, you'll be getting private one-on-one -on -one support on whatever you're going through relationally. And right now, for my listeners only, Jason is offering half off one month of relationship coaching. Head over to relationshipschool.com slash Laura to get the deal and watch your relationships improve. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Friday with Friends. Today I have Carly Mentelik on with me. Carly is a licensed clinical counselor, therapist, and the founder of Inner Rainbow Project, a platform created to empower kids with self-discovery tools using the framework of the chakra system. Carly and I talk about the chakras. What are they? How do they help kids? How do they help you as a big kid? Because really, listen, we're all big kids, and we might have some work to do still. Of course we do. And so whatever we talk about that applies to children, applies to the big children in you. We talk about how to use the chakras and the idea of this wonderful channel of energy to understand yourself better, to have the tools to handle life better, whether it's anxiety, whether it's uh, peer pressure, people around you. And then she also gives some tips for any parents in how to best parent your child in understanding their inner rainbow, their chakra system. And we just had a wonderful talk. She's a mom. She's a therapist. She's a yoga teacher. So we connected on a lot of levels. And I really hope you enjoy my talk with Carly today. Welcome, Carly. So happy to have you on here today from sunny California. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for yeah, let's me. launch right back, right in. You have a yeah. very rich background. How did you get into the field of wellness? I mean, you're a psychotherapist, you're a yoga teacher, um, yeah. and much more. 
Um, I was always, I was always drawn to it. I mean, actually, I was so interesting. Now that you say that, my mom, like, I don't know how I didn't make the connection before, but my mom is very, has a really healthy lifestyle. Like I did not like it. She tried to, like, you know, she was going to the health food stores in New Jersey where, where they weren't like very fruitful around there. So I guess I was um, like immersed in that, in that aspect of it. Um, and I was always drawn to teaching and helping kids. Um, and then it really was for my own self, like when I, um, like as a, uh, even before being a teenager, when I started to have my own issues with emotions and um, my parents didn't have skills, there were no things in school that I was taught to help navigate this. And so, you know, struggled through, um, but more as an adult than it was, um, I was already, you know, in like Western kind of more traditional, like learning education, learning psychology, but I wouldn't even of identified it in the umbrella like of wellness necessarily as you're saying it and that's more when I you know started to seek out for my own self-healing um and what other paths were out there and got connected with with yoga was really the initial pathway that kind of opens me up to wellness um overall and then I just became really um passionate about it and uh, understanding like what are different cultures approaches to wellness wellness in mind body and spirit like how can how to what are the similarities and differences and then just grew out of there um, for my own exploration and then how can I translate these things um, and share them with kids so you were already on the path of of becoming a psychotherapist when you uh when you discovered yoga and and then became a yoga teacher yeah, yeah. Um, did you I went find? To, yeah, uh, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to see. Did you find, um, in the training, the educational background for becoming a psychotherapist, uh -huh. that that inquiry was present or not really? That you intuitively wanted to um, kind of expand on on the tools that you were getting in yeah. this more balanced way. So the ways I actually found it. So initially, my my I first uh, studied education, and I and then in psychology, and I found like little pockets, I guess you would say, of these that kind of knowing in and so in education it was in gifted education because the kids had learned so quickly then there was time and space for things like creative learning social emotional development and all that and then in um in um in the psychology world, um, I got, it was more in learning about feminist psychology um, and understanding like different cultures and how people um, relate to the world and how, um, how healing has to happen out of that. Um, so I was intuitively drawn to these little pockets, not more, yeah, intuitively, not necessarily knowing. And then the closest, you know, is learning about Buddhist psychology. Like, so a boot, like where then I was like, oh, oh, there's this interesting kind of other perspective. Um, so I was definitely drawn to different, um, aspects but more intuitively and not necessarily with like a knowing that I um but knowing I wanted something more than binary more than like black and white something mm -hmm. that was more Can you tell us a little bit about um Buddhist psychology how it might be different or is different than say the western world um of psychology You know I honestly it was more like a 
<laughs> I remember this one book and I can't remember the guy's name, but there's one person that's very, and I remember a friend of mine had introduced it to me and it wasn't even, I couldn't even actually right now, um, I don't have the book anymore, pull out the concepts of it, but it was, she gifted it to me and it was like, oh, there's something more expanded. You, you know, part of it, the par part of it was that there, the suffering, like suffering is inherent, right? So mm -hmm. there isn't this stigma of having the, the, the problem. You're not this problem that then you have to either hide from or then address separate from your own self. And so it was really like those kinds of foundation, like, oh, this is possible, you know, kind of open the window for me that there is even these other ways of looking at things. And so that was one thing that stood out. Right. Like suffering is part of the human condition and it's more how mm -hmm. we um, honor it and address it mm -hmm. and have the tools to help us at our deepest points mm -hmm. of struggle. So mm -hmm. with, with um, the work that you do, how did you decide to work more with children or specialize with working with children that's a that's a unique individual yeah. like to be <laughs> yeah <laughs> but at the you know that, some could, yeah. yeah yeah no in, intuitive too and, and I'm laughing a little bit extra because even more so within working with children I was um drawn to working with the age group of like a tween so it's like um like the nine to 12, where you're not yet, um, you're just getting that connection to abstract thinking. And that's a very commonly, like I used to substitute teach like way back. Like, you want to substitute, you want to work with that age group kind of thing. And it, there's something, um, children, especially there's something about the, the, the spirit is still like, there, still alive. It was always something like intuitively, like I just, the the structure of schooling wasn't like a full fit for me but if i was doing a student teaching something i just had this internal drive to show up like i was always going to show up for the kids i was always going to do my best and i had this drive to keep that light like alive in them and not not dimming um and then yeah just the special version of that with the tweens it's like just on that edge like they'll still actually like listen to you you know <laughs> Still good. And I mean that more playfully, but they're so more like engaged and kind of taking in, not fully um, in the in the teenage mode. And so I just was had the natural ability for it and just um, drawn to it. It just feels, yeah, just like, a, right, it just flows more. I mean, I mean, it seems like my gifts are more easily able to kind of flow out when when it's the case of helping a child or a teen or tween. And so with these uh, with these different kids, yeah. You are teaching them emotional wellness. How mm -hmm. do you do that? Like what, what tools do you bring in? Um, yeah. Is it yoga? Is it the ideas of the chakra system? Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Well, those are some foundational ones that I, that I definitely apply. Um, the, and the core, by the way, how do you yeah. introduce this to the, you know, <laughs> say that it's brand new. Like my kids would yeah. be like, oh yeah, my mom talks about that. But yeah. many kids are like, this is kind of woo woo yeah. or I'm not sure. Like, how do you introduce yeah. these concepts to? Well, I take a really, I, I take a grounded approach with chakras, especially is very, um, can have this mystical, can have a religious connotation around it. And just a lot of different, um, kinds of miss 
just information or things that create barriers to understanding. The approach I take um, with kids is really, I, I have, I embrace like a really modern approach to chakra. So I embrace like the Eastern where it's ener fully energy-based and we're learning to connect with different aspects of our body. Um, and then also the Western approach, which is like, how can we use chakras? It's this kind of map, or I call it with kids, that you have this magical map inside of you. And it's this framework to support you in understanding yourself and helping you live in life in um, like the healthy, the best, truest way for you. Um, and so I do a lot of like, that's why I created the characters um, out of the Chakra Kids characters to kind of demystify that and give them something um, grounded. But really when I approach teaching emotional wellness or any chakras yoga, it's really from the, the, the foundation, the core that it's you're developing, building your own emotional wellness toolkit and that it's not going to look like anybody else's. It's going to be unique to you and that that's the important aspect. And then I bring in the different tools using the framework of the chakra. So it helps it be organized. We're making sure we're addressing things like family, friends, confidence, like all, you know, so it's holistic and then introducing them to yoga, meditation, breath work, journaling, creative projects, conversation, identifying their own strengths. So then they have, and I call it like a playground to, to explore and to build their toolkit and also incorporating, making sure, um, how do you, what are your tools for navigating anger? What are your tools for when you feel anxious, when you feel frustrated when you feel sad so they have this collection and they're empowered to use what fits for them I love it can you tell us a little bit about the characters so that they're because people that are listening let's not yeah. assume they know what the chakras are so can you oh, just sure. detail how you would introduce this concept of this these inner this energetic channel and these different stations within the channel and um yeah what each one to a degree represents energetically yeah. And so, um, so I do, I will, uh, I will, I have been on a journey to be able to share what chakras are concisely. Um, um, my YouTube channel has a video where I, where I would lay this out more, more concisely. And I was joking. It took me like years to put that, put that video together, but I do start from the foundation that we have this framework, um, inside ourselves and it's a magical map. And I use, I use kind of more, um, magical kinds of fantasy uh, approaches to, with the kids and that we have this this um these energy centers in our body chakras or called um circles so i talk about the roots of it with kids like share and and um the history is that ancient yogis discovered that there were and they would meditate and chant on these different energy centers in their body along their spine, and that it would help clear the pathway for them to clear their energy so it could flow freely, freely through their body and they could live life as their best self. So I start with that foundation that there's this framework. And then I share that how, um, and that how you, by, by doing that, you can free any blockages and things that, um, that gets uh, energy that gets stuck. And then I bring in that along over time, people from the West learned that, like heard of this and learned we don't have anything like this. And so they said, oh, this is a way that we can apply um, 
like how to how to live in the world and it's really it could be it's like a map to your best self so then I describe how how all different cultures and country and and across time people added their different understanding including um applying the rainbow colors to it that wasn't initially what it was so overall I share it that it's this framework understanding how you can live in the world as your best self starting from the root which you get that grounding to your to your family and to your culture and with kids I do a little bit um I make sure that it's I it's related the concepts are related to them in their life so with a root chakra we're talking at the base of our spine grounded feeling safe comfortable having what you need in life and with kids I bring in that's where you can learn about how to cultivate feeling of your strength and family your roots and your ancestors the second chakra um is is sacral in the sacral area and so I talk with my daughter about I also get like the movement of how you could feel so we get into our hips and we we bring flow there and with that we talk about friendships for kids I talk about that that's where I share about social world that's how you can connect with your creativity and your joy and your passion and that's the container for that um and then we we move up to the the solar plexus chakra which is in the core of our body and that's the center for fire that's one that really I find is is a good approach like that's one of the first ones that I was able to share with my daughter at a very young age because it's like that's where your bravery is and we talked about like yellow and fire and the elements that she could relate to and then we have our heart chakra which balances out that fire um and that's where we can learn about love and kindness and and support um feelings of in including others um and loving ourselves um and then the throat chakra is our point of emotion and or where we express our emotions where we express um our personal style i do there too um and then third eye is where we get a chance to learn how to calm our minds balance feelings of sadness feelings of um like when your mind is is racing or not calm and then we get into the crown which I love is the connection because that's where like the big dreams live <laughs> and that's where you get a connection to your imagination and things that you can't necessarily see um, in reality yet and then also I like families and people who have a connection to religion or certain spirituality that's I think a good container where you can help your child and talk about the crown chakras where where your connection is to higher self and if you you know whatever term you use for that and so that's a little tour of the map which I go through and then my characters all put that into a, a symbol so the colors the the personality everything about the character um reflects that understanding so kids could be like oh okay I I'll hang out with that you know I'll, I'll connect with this chakra kid and I'll connect with this chakra when I want to feel this way and so that's how I also kind of relate it so you would want to use this chakra you would want to go to these tools when you want to feel this way or when you want to feel when you do feel this way and you want to shift that and so make it really approachable that way as well. Today's podcast is sponsored by AminoCo, my favorite company for amino-based supplementation. While I use many of their products, today I'm highlighting the Purity line. Purity is just like it sounds like. It's designed to accelerate the export of fat triglycerides out of the liver, which helps reduce overall liver fat levels and helps maintain normal levels of liver enzymes. The liver is vital to all metabolic processes in the body and is primarily responsible for removing toxins, processing nutrients from food, breaking down fats, and building proteins. 
I use Purity as a bonus to help my liver function more optimally. Even though I'm living a pretty clean life, I feel better knowing that Purity is helping me filter out the inevitable toxins that we all encounter. This drink helps me feel refreshed and motivated to keep my organs functioning their best. I mix it with a powder in water or in my favorite smoothie. You can find out more about AminoCo in episode 569 when I interview the, one of the founders, Dr. Robert Wolf. You can also shop my favorite 100% science-based amino acid supplements and save 30%. Just enter code LIT at AminoCo.com slash LIT. Again, AminoCo, A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot com slash LIT. I love that, Carly. And can you share like some of the feedback that you've gotten from either the children or their parents or both with how these tools and this understanding of their own, their own power in a way, because it is a power yeah. channel that um, allows us to be expressive, but also to uh, yield when we need to so that we're not just, you know, expressing in ways that would hurt others or mm -hmm. just having like that um inner control, but also with the control that the ability to feel and, and monitor yeah. those feelings and yeah. Yeah. So you're asking, I'm sorry, like, yeah. What, so did, what about yeah, other, like, yeah. so yeah. So, so any feedback you've gotten? One of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, pieces of feedback is from someone um, that actually initially, I initially that was um, worked solely in, um, in girls empowerment and women and had just girl characters. And then I felt called like that there needs to be this just more access to, to all for these kinds of like how to navigate emotions. And, and so the, the, one is when there was originally just the, the chakra girls. <laughs> so that's what she's referring to. But she talks about how um, her her daughter wanted to pass on the information to me that the chakra kids help her feel calm. And she mm -hmm. shared the information of the way that they they use the chakra kids Um which they're also talking about the chakras um, as a way to discuss how to um, how to react and deal with certain situations and then how to navigate your emotions in those situations. So that's that's to me the most some of the most powerful feedback um, that I've gotten is that there's a way that that the teaching and the characters and the understanding of the chakras help them understand something about them within themselves and then how to navigate certain situations. Cause you can also then use the characters and that's why like learning from books and stories can be so helpful because it's not, it, you're able to talk about the character and them embodying the emotion. So it makes it a little safer initially. And you could talk about like, oh, how do like, so my daughter and I, for example, so how do you think um, Spotty, that's the, the R and the chakra, the sacral chakra character. And she's really good at going with the flow. If things change, if there's something that changes in schedule or a friend can't come over, we talk about her. So you can bring her up and say, well, how would Spotty react to this situation? Or let's try to be like her. And so we're going to go with the flow. And, and also, though, I love how you said, though, it, it is important to acknowledge, like, yes, it is disappointing that this thing is changing. So we're going to give space to that. And we also have tools for that <laughs> built in how to deal with disappointment. And so we're going to acknowledge that and also see 
that there's benefits of learning of going with the flow. And so it gives you tools for, for opening up conversation um, in that way. And then also learning different, different kinds of things that you wouldn't like the, it, like by the immersion and all different kinds of things like, Oh, I had no idea that my daughter, like, like a lot of people will give me my daughter, they, my daughter, my child was inspired to like start a YouTube channel after the solar plexus chakra, like camp or a curriculum, because then they're, they're inspired to um, like what connect with their goals and define them and have a path towards them. And then that gives a structure, but then they get to go off and do like their wild things that they love, but have some guidance. So those are my favorite things too. When I hear like the things that the kids were inspired to do because of um, learning about the chakras and learning how to manage their emotions or talk to people better or make a friend in a more authentic way. I love that because it's also teaching kids to connect within, you know, and, and that sounds kind of hokey, but, you know, no. most kids, most people are never t- taught about their body. You might, ha- might have one mm-hmm. short little sex ed se- segment that is, yeah. you know, everybody's so awkward and laughing about, but it t- <laughs> doesn't I, I, really you know, cut it for right, it doesn't the cut it. connection. And then, yeah. And then they're <laughs> having these bodies. So it's like the, the bio, physical, emotional mm-hmm. stuff status, all of it, the container and then everything within, it's really not addressed in any meaningful way or any helpful way. And I imagine that, I mean, I always um, really bemoan the fact that so few people learn anything about functional anatomy um, and their, you know, their bodies are what are bringing them and engaging them in life and how wonderful it would be to teach them in high school those things. And what I'm thinking now is, all of these adults who are walking around with mismanaged emotions, um, imbalanced states of, you know, just kind of that homeostasis of like handling things, being resilient, being adaptable. Yeah. Would you or do you in your work like think of these adults as big children, which we all we all are. We're like children that are just, oh. you know, have oh. grown up, but oh, yeah. some have not had this. So do you do yeah. this with with adults as well? Um, so the first, yes, yes, I absolutely do think of us all self-included as, as like big children. And a lot of, that's actually another, some feedback that I think is really cool and hadn't even like consciously conceived of about my work is that people will, will reach up and be like, oh, I got this for my daughter, but I love it for myself too. Like I have Oracle cards is one of like my main, uh, like tangible tools. And so they say, oh, I got this for my daughter. I got this to do like, um, you know, for my own self, but I do it for inner child. I use it for inner child readings. Mm. Um, and then the, the, with adults, what, what actually is, um, so I had always been interested in working with kids. I had always worked with kids when I first got my, um, my license, I worked with kids, but when I started, um, when I, um, was pregnant with my daughter, I started to do online therapy with adults. And so that's what I still, I still do now, um, as, as, uh, another one of my jobs. And that just, it highlights it even more. I mean, there are so many, I mean, almost all, you know, just have similar. And so I don't do the same, um, 
it's not the same exact, I don't necessarily use the characters or anything, but in terms of the same kind of understandings, introducing the same kind of work, even sometimes, like you've said, functional anatomy. And I thought about how a lot of times I'm sharing with people how to breathe with their diaphragm because mm -hmm. they're not, they're giving themselves more anxiety. I mean, something simple like that. And so absolutely, I'm constantly, and I'm also constantly inspired by if a, an adult or if a client of mine struggling with something and then, you know, not just their own childhood when we go back and think of like how it came from, but more like, how can I then, how can we prevent that? Like, what can we teach and introduce that then that would never happen, mm -hmm. ideally, as the, is the overall vision. So what do you see now, um, both in adults, but also in these adolescents, in these tween years, as something that is... I don't want to say alarming, but is that it that is so highly prevalent in a way that maybe wasn't the same 10 years ago? Um, like I'm thinking anxiety has got to be up there. Not yeah. that people haven't been anxious before, but it feels like that is at least spoken about uh, more now and yeah. just common um, having a, a, you know, a teenager of my own and a 20 year old. Yeah, it seems that that age group, it's very, very um, common for them to talk about anxiety. Yeah. And I don't remember that in high school. I mean, yeah. I might have you had know, some stress, I, but I don't think it was like yeah. this thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's compounded. I think part of it, though, is is in a positive is that there's um, there's the language around it. Like yes, you can see it out on a social media and things like that. And so there's some positive aspects of it where when I first uh, started therapy, doing therapy, I would never hear of a child that was like, I sought out and I'm interested in coming. I need help. So mm -hmm. that's something I do see as far as, um, challenges though, I think it's more, it's, it's more magnified. So for example, like I, when, if there's a child that I would, when I first started, um, that say struggling with like, I don't like, like, I, let's just say bullying but mm -hmm. it's like relational aggression, that kind of thing that I would start to see like in even earlier. So then it's like in the six and seven year olds now are coming in talking about that where then it was more of like 11 and 12 year olds and we wouldn't hear. So it's like all of the pressures and things are kind of um, coming. And then I think, yes, there's, there is an increase in anxiety and depression. One, it's becoming more prevalent to us because people are having the awareness of it. The stigma is slightly being removed. So at least it's coming into conversation more, um, but there's just so many, it's becoming more magnified with all the pressures going on that there's the lack of these skills and that there's the lack of the support that would prevent this happening. So by the time you're a teenager, that's what you're experiencing. And so I think it's becoming more magnified and apparent that like this is a problem has always been, has always been probably is get like likely yes, is getting worse all factors considered. And we need to, hello, you know, we need to do something about it, which is yeah. why. And I do love the fact that um, more and more. Yeah. The stigma yeah. around, mental wellness in general is is being lifted and, yes. and you know I'm sure it's Shifting. still there but you know certainly when I was growing up it was like no way <laughs> you didn't hear oh, about anybody oh. going to therapy unless something was really wrong oh, there's really something wrong and you better not tell anybody you're yeah there. exactly yeah. certainly don't talk about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> so can, can you give some like tips for um 
building a more resilient, a more balanced, emotionally balanced, meaning they're going to feel all the different things that mm -hmm. are normal to feel, but um, ways of helping any parents out there, some some tips that you would have. Yeah. Uh, the first thing I, I always say, and that foundationally is make sure you're working on those things for yourself, um, mm -hmm. because that's what your ch children are seeing more so than any so yeah. if I am teaching my daughter to be resilient and I have all these wonderful tools and I, you know, and I help her and we read the way we do all the things. And then she sees me reacting to a situation with a not reflecting that. And that's what she is going to soak in. And so um, even more so than you think, because that can focusing on yourself as a route to supporting your child's resilience, confidence, et cetera, it can be a challenge. There can be a step there because it can feel selfish or it can feel indirect or it can feel like you're not, you know, and so that is, I will keep, <laughs> I will keep sharing that voice out there. And also it, it, the things that we were talking about in terms of developing the tools, being intentionally supporting them in developing the tools. So getting clear um, on what you want to share with them, what is important to you. So resilience, is it self-love, is it compassion, is it, you know, and, and then intentionally setting out to support them in developing the toolkit for that with the openness and not attachment of what that's going to look like, if it's going to be different than what yours is and keeping that intention that I'm going to cultivate this, I'm going to attune to my child. That's what's going to support me in helping them develop every value or every you know quality I could want and help I, them yeah. define what they want to develop. Exactly. Them, and I was going to say, see the inherent yeah. reasoning for it. And I echo the not attachment because I think that's really the practice of yoga in parenting is recognizing that this child Switch. might be of you or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you have raised in since whatever age, mm -hmm. but this, they are separate from you. And that, yeah. that, you know, their responses and emotional state – a lot of that can be wired and they are different. They're things that they might be interested in are different. Things that might they might be sensitive to are different. Mm -hmm. It has been, uh, I think I've grown more as a adult in my emotional landscape being a parent. And that isn't to say you have to be a parent mm -hmm. to do it. But no, you can okay. imagine being around, you could apply this to a partner or to a friend. And like yeah. your... Um, view is coming from your lens, but it's not, you have to appreciate that this is a separate person. Um, yeah. and yeah, I really like that, that the, I think for all parents, gosh, apply more of that non-attachment and non-attachment doesn't mean you don't care. It's that you don't, you're not attached to the outcome of your how yes. your influence yes. over it. <laughs> yes. Well, and I think that's important to clarify because there can be the, well, that means I don't care. I'm like laissez-faire. I'm just going to let my child like do whatever. And it's, it's not, and that can then be a barrier to practicing the non-attachment, which is again, why I love yoga because it's not binary. It's like, <laughs> it, just, it's right. it allows for both of those in one, under, you know, they don't conflict. Yes. It really, it bothers all the people who want the concrete answers because you're not going to get them. <laughs> And that's life. And that's where we have to like, not if find... you're not, yeah. don't, don't <laughs> listen to me or follow me. If you just want like a step-by-step step concrete. Yes. <laughs> right. It's so it sounds, yeah. So it sounds like in recap Yeah. for everyone listening, whether you're a parent or not, it, um, 
take a look at the, like, take a look at your work, maybe even the book and read it from this place of like, how can I um, activate these sinners in a way that are, it's going to make me more balanced, make mm-hmm. me more um, clear about who I am and what I value and who I'm connected to, my, my stable security, and how can I be a better person to my, for myself and for others around me, and, you know, really being aware of the impact we make. And having ambition is wonderful. I always say the core chakra, I love it. It's like... Mm-hmm. It's fire, it's ambition, it's vision, and it really is the thing that um, brings forth uh, our, our fruition, but at the same time, balancing it with that heart. How is it affecting others? How can we um, make our life a statement of you know, what we want to see in the world? Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. I love, I became very fascinated with the, 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 uh, the core and the heart chakra, like the relationship between those and how they balance each other out. And that's another reason why I love the chakra system. And again, you don't have to necessarily know the history, the details, even be able to like answer what a definition of it is on the test. I think you spoke to it really beautifully of what it really has to offer. And I think that's why it allows for all of your different shades and colors, um, the core, the fire, the heart, the kind you know, the quiet, the, the dreamer, the rea- realist. And so it, it's really so supportive for ho- like holistic, healthy self-development. That's why I love it. And it's colorful and I like rainbows. <laughs> I know it is colorful. It's wonderful. <laughs> And it does something to our our brain and our nervous system when we think of those colors and we think about how to, when we even Mm -hmm. purposefully imagine the color and try and connect to that area, um, there is some real metaphysical um, activation happening. Can you um, tell everybody where to find you, where to find you maybe on social media, um, how to get this book or find out more information about you? Yeah, um, my main hub is the Inner Rainbow Project. So it's a, a mission to keep all the all the colors alive um, and use that to support yourself. So innerrainbowproject.com. Um, and I have, you can access, I just um, I just published my first children's book um, with the Chakra Kids. So it teaches Woo! how to share. Um, it teaches a really like just fun, creative approach to even the miniest of mystics, I call them. Um, and you could find that on Amazon. Amazon and yeah, and I um, through my Chakra Talk podcast as well on all the platforms, and that's where I share all the different kinds of um, mystical topics and understanding spiritual topics. I break them down and teach them really um, in a way that kids can understand and apply to their life. And so yeah, so those are the most of the places I hang out, and my YouTube channel, which will probably share uh, the background of the chakras more eloquently and concisely than I did so for you today. <laughs> no, you did a great job. But and in I a love colorful that. way with the yes. characters as well. And this so is all, and where you yeah. can learn. Good. Everybody <laughs> check out Carly and remember we're all just big kids. And well, we might have yes. some um balancing to do. I think we all probably do. So everybody can benefit from yes. young to larger to older. And thank you so much for your work and your time thank here today. Thank you. Thanks so much for talking to me. Yeah. And for everyone listening, as always, I'm pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.